Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Ron Wallace with the Balling Down South Sports Network, and I got with me another college coach. And I can tell you, it's been it's been great here at Balling Down South, man. Having a lot of these college coaches on, athletes, high school coaches. I can tell you, but this next individual is a is a head coach at a women's basketball program in a Division Two. He's been there for five seasons as head coach. He has reached the CIAA tournament. For the last three consecutive years, people, last three consecutive years, that's year after year, he's a CIAA Coach of the Year and back-to-back ECAC Coach of the Year, 2020 Hoop Dirt Division II uh, Coach Finalist. I can tell you, he's done it. He's got a good resume, folks, and I'm going to bring you on here right now. This is Daryl Mosey. How you doing, Coach? What's up, Ron? What's going on, man? I really appreciate this and you having me on your show today. I appreciate you coming on, Coach. Coach, looking at your resume, you've done quite a bit in your in your in your coaching round. Just tell the people a little bit about yourself from 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 the start. How you before you got into coaching and your playing days of your time in, in college. Well, you know, started right here in my hometown, city of Chester, Pennsylvania, and where I was born and raised. You know, I fell in love with basketball at the age of four. You know, I went on to play, you know, Chester Biddy League. You know, the league started at six and. I was good enough to get my foot in the door around four or five. So that's where it started. I'm also just being born and raised in the Boys and Girls Club of Chester. That's what we had to rely on and a place to go after school and in the summertime just to, you know, be able to go swimming, to play outside on a blacktop, to be able to play inside in this brick wall gym that is probably 64 feet and people are pressing and there's railings in the ceiling where you got to be able to shoot over. So. That's where I learned how to play. And, you know, everybody from the city of Chester, every neighborhood, you know, attended the Boys and Girls Club. So you, it was like survival. You know, you had to be the best in the gym if you wanted to play. and You had to scrap for everything, you know. So um, that was my early childhood, you know, went on to play, you know, AAU. And, of course, um, nationally ranked Chester High. You know, we were number nine in the country in high school, you know. So we were very, very talented high school team. Um, one of the best in the area at the time, played with some – really, really good teammates. And, um, you know, that led to some Division One offers. You know, so I had to like, like six or seven Division One offers coming out of high school, um, end up choosing Delaware State University where I went on to play for two years. Um, you know, didn't really see the playing time that, you know, I would like to have seen. So I decided to transfer and to uh, Link University, you know, where I'm currently at as a coach. I was there for two years as a basketball player as well. And um, I just knew, you know, about my junior year that you know, coaching was going to be my calling. You know, I knew um, every kid's dream was to play professionally overseas. And, you know, I had to just be honest and evaluate myself as a player that, you know, I didn't really have the collegiate career that I wanted and expected to have. So, you know, I wanted to stay around the game and push other people around me that I knew had the gift that was their calling to play. And you know, I wanted to be a sports agent. Um, once I graduated and be able to help others, you know, coming after me to live their dream of playing the pro or, you know, playing overseas, you know, but, you know, I actually walked right into coaching. I wanted to stay around the game, you know, after I graduated, you know, from uh, being an athlete, you know, it was a coaching chain at Lincoln, you know, where I went and met with the uh, head coach that got hired. And so, you know, his name was John Hill, who's actually one of my mentors to this day. Um, he got the job, was from North Carolina, didn't know him from a can of paint. You know, I just said, listen, I just graduated from this program. I would love to be on your staff. I want to get my foot in the door in athletics. And he was straightforward. Young man, you know, I don't know you. You know, I'm going to be bringing my own staff on board. 
So, you know, I appreciate, you know, you reaching out to me, but, you know, I have to get my feet wet here first and just learn the area and, you know, meet with my staff that I'm going to be bringing on. So the meeting didn't go as well and didn't go as planned at all. Um, I already had a prior bit, you know, to the guys on the team where I was already training them. You know, we're getting it, getting it in three days a week, three, four days a week for our skill development training. And so after that meeting, I could have easily just said, you know, well, maybe this is not going to be my calling here at Lincoln. I just got to get my foot in the door elsewhere. And so, you know, I could have easily gave up on the situation, but I stuck with it. I committed to the guys that was on the team already. So we were just in the gym, just doing our day-to-day workout. So it was like perfect timing, you know, because we're, we're in the gym and I'm training the guys on the team and the head coach, athletic director at the time, DeAnthea Forti, they came walking in. They were just doing a tour, you know, of the gym and the facilities, and he's seen me working the guys out. And so I looked back over my shoulder and it was just like, wow, they're watching. But, you know, I just try to stay and, and keep the guys focused and just put them to a good workout. So you know, I packed my stuff up at the end of the workout and I was walking out the gym and the head coach called me over and was like, you know, young man, I, I really appreciate you still sticking it out. You know, it shows your commitment and your passion for the game. You know, so I want to go lunch with you tomorrow. And so we went to lunch and, you know, we went on, uh, he went on to hire me. Um, as a second assistant, you know, it was a, a coach that was already there that actually applied for the head job. And uh, he wanted the head job as well, but they ended up giving it to John Hill. So uh, we ended up putting the staff together. And uh, within mid-season, the assistant coach that was already get there was let go. And this was like overnight. I went from like a, a student assistant slash volunteer to moving up as the guy, the first guy on staff, which helped me grow up in this business, you know, immediately because it was like, I'm coach's right-hand man um, overnight, you know, so he, he trusted me, he developed me, he, he put a lot of things on my lap that I had to grow, grow up and learn quick. You know, I was over top of development, I was over top of the budget, you know, academics, you know, scout reports, you know, he allowed me to, you know, implement plays and systems, so, you know, we went on to make a lot of history, you know, we have the winning this uh, season uh, in school history on the men's side, um, you know, we won the conference, you know, division title um, in our third year. We won the ECAC championship. And so with much success coming on the men's side, that's actually how I got my foot in the door on the women's side, you know, because the women's program was peaking at the time. Um, uh, Coach Jessica Kern had just took that program to the uh, conference championship game. They ended up dropping one in the championship to Virginia State. So she went on and, and took a division one job the next year. And so you know, I'm just at work one day and the women's uh, players, they came to my office and said, you know, coach, we see how you're grinding with your players. You guys got all rookie team members. You guys got all conference members. We see you every day in the gym, just pushing them, developing them. We want that as a coach. And so I had to explain to them, like, you know, it's not the boys and girls club. Where I could just show up and say, all right, you know, let's pick up five and let's go play ball. You know, I had to actually apply for the job. So I, I met with the head coach at the time. I met with my family. You know, he would say, I think you'll do a great job. You know, I would hate to lose you, but, you know, we've accomplished a lot here in a short time, so you definitely should put the name in the hat. You know, that, you know, my uh, family was all very supportive and praying, and they prayed about it and just said, yeah, go ahead and do it. And so, you know, the rest has been history. I took over a program five years ago, and now we're one of the top Division two programs in the country, so it, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy at all. It was been some uphill, downhill battles, but we just stayed through and committed to the process and trying to put, you know, a winning culture and a winning position together and keep that winning position going at Lincoln. 
Well, I can tell you, Coach, uh, you definitely sound like you've learned quite a bit. You definitely were the right right man for the, for this job. And talk a little bit, how was it to, you know, learn under Coach Kern? Because she's definitely, I've seen her coach. She's a vivid coach. I can tell you that. Well, I didn't, I didn't coach with Coach Kern. You know, I, I've actually had a chance to watch her. You know, I was on the men's side as an assistant uh, learning under uh, Coach Hill and Coach Jessica Kern was on the women's side. But, you know, just to see her work ethic and being able to recruit high-level um, players. And, you know, when I took over the program, it was a late hire in September. And so I, I didn't get a chance to recruit at all. You know, so I had to basically take, wow. you know, some of the players she had left over and we had some dynamic players that were still on the roster, uh, Courtney Smith, um, Amani Clark. And then we just basically had to go out and have a walk-on process, you know, uh, off campus. You know, I think it was only six, seven returning players. We had to put a team together. And my very first win as a, a collegiate head coach was against a nationally ranked program in Westchester University. You know, so we salvaged the season, even though I didn't get a chance to recruit. You know, we finished third in the conference. We had two nationally ranked wins that year. And so Coach Kern definitely helped build the foundation and just creating that winning tradition on the women's side that, you know, I've been happy to take over and continue to build that culture and keep that tradition going. Now, fast forward to this season, you guys were 23-6 and six overall, 12-3 and three in the conference, ranked number three in the Northern Division of the CIAA, and ranked 17 in the nation. How were you guys able to accomplish that? I know you came up short. Uh, and then in the CIA tournament, but how were you guys able to have such a successful season? And I think it's historic for the uh, university there. Is that correct? That is correct. You know, this is uh, the best season in school history, you know, going 23 and six, uh, 14 and one at home, the you know, best record at home in school history. And it, it just started from the, like you said, the previous year, you know, we went to the CIAA final four, three years in a row. Uh, came short this year, you know, just got plagued with injuries late in the season. And, you know, you need your top players on the floor, and they were just a little banged up where we ran out of gas, you know, late in the year. But we knew um, what this season would be like in the beginning of the year. So after making it to the Final Four the year before, we knew we had some high-quality athletes uh, coming back, and we brought in a really good recruiting class. So now we're just our job as coaches to put it all together. And so we – we met in the beginning of the season and we laid out our foundation and our goals for the year that this is what we want to accomplish. We want to be uh, champions of the CIAA. We want to be regionally, we want to be nationally ranked. We want to take care of home court advantage. We want to get, you know, people on all conference team, you know, so we put it down on paper. We went around the room and analyzed what everybody else's goals was and we all had common goals and that was to win it all. So for us to still come up short, but to accomplish, you know, a lot of success we had this season, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. Got a lot of love and support, you know, from alumni. You know, I definitely wanted to send this senior class out with the bang of winning that, you know, championship. This probably was one of the best teams I've ever coached and definitely had a lot of talent to, you know, put together. So I definitely was proud of the group this year and staff to be able to come together and accomplish what we did this Now, Coach, I know you had several seasons, seniors on your roster uh, this past season. Uh, have any of those guys went on to possibly go play overseas or anything of that nature? So we have one, uh, Kwanzaa Mary, who was CIAA Player of the Year. Best player I ever coached, hands down. You know, great attitude, great character, um, extremely hard worker. You know, first in every sprint, first in every drill, um, lives in the gym. You know, so 
all the success she had coming to her, she earned, you know. So um, I was a little upset about, you know, the COVID situation happening, but, you know, it was real life situations everybody is dealing with. But um, she was invited to the, you know, the final four uh, combine, you know, her coming from a division two, she was going to be playing against some high profile mid-major BCS, you know, student athletes. So I was excited for her. She was getting prepared for it. She was training, working out every day. And then, you know, it got canceled. You know, So right now we're in the process of just trying to land her an agency that will be able to push her, you know, but she is the first player that I feel like um, in my time of coaching on the women's side, it can definitely play at the next level. You know, led the conference in scoring, um, you know, went off of 41 points one game, eight for 10 from three. Wow. And the next night went off of 35, you know, so she could have easily been somebody that averaged 25 points a game, but we was able to bring in other components that can help us score, help us rebound, help us run the floor. So she didn't have to wear a lot of that pressure on her shoulders each night. She just shot the ball efficient, you know, every night. When you look at numbers, I'm like, I'm a coach this numbers. And I'm bringing in that stat sheet into practice. And, you know, when you're going eight for 10 and, you know, 11 for 19 on a game and others aren't shooting so great, you see why, you know, she's getting the majority of the shots. And you see why her, produ her production level is uh, great because she's living in the gym. So she come in early a half an hour, she's staying an hour after, she's coming in early in the morning with, you know, assistant coaches getting that work in. And so she put the work in. Everything Sports Illustrated this year, uh, you know, All-American, uh, ECAC Player of the Year, CIAA uh, Player of the Year. You know, the only thing she was missing is, you know, us to be able to cut down the nets and, and win that, you know, tournament championship. So she definitely deserved it, and I wish as a coach I was able to give that to her. But, you know, she's definitely going to go on and make a career for herself, um, playing professionally, and, and she wants to be an actress. She's a comedian. She, she has many hats. So she, uh, she makes a lot of YouTube videos and Instagram videos where she gets with her teammates and acts out scenes and put on wigs and, and just costumes. So she's a character, and um, I wish her the best. And I'm going to be pushing for her to live out her dreams of what she wants to accomplish. Wow, that's good. So, anything, anything uh, you guys got going on new uh, during this pandemic? You know, standing in communication with the, the guys, the ladies that you have coming back on your roster, and some of your new recruits that you've already uh, signed. Well, all we've really much been doing is just um, one. We got to rebuild. We got to rebuild. We lost a lot, you know. So um, I don't call it recruiting. I call it rebuilding. You know. So we got to go out and find some high level. Uh, character student athletes that can flat out play. You know, we had to fill every position um, this year after losing a lot of our scoring and our size. Um, so we're excited about this upcoming season. You know, what we've been doing now is just communicating via group text and, and Zoom and um, really just trying to get all the student athletes, you know, uh, admitted, accepted um, into the university. And so we can put this final piece together, you know, but, um, you know, we're going to do something next week on Zoom as a team activity and um, really just uh, challenging them, you know, just to get out and stay active. You know, can't get caught stuck on that couch. You know, I myself had to go out and purchase a bike just to get my miles in and staying active. We're just checking up on our student athletes, making sure they're staying active. Coaches are sending challenging, you know, ball handling drills that they can do on their own in the backyard. Um, you know, a lot of gyms aren't open, so just trying to find a local park just to you know do some push-up pull-ups on the uh, on the monkey bar and just get some hill work in and just get some form shooting in i know the rim is not up there but just go up and shoot against the backboard just to keep that repetition going 
But, you know, you definitely shouldn't come back out of shape, you know, during the quarantine. You know, challenge them to watch some film. You know, where did you struggle at last year? Go on synergy, pull yourself up, watch yourself. What can you do better? Um, you know, for the new recruits, watch us on film. You know, if you're transferring, see how you played last year in that system compared to how we're going to play and how can you see yourself in our system. If you're a high school, just getting acclimated to the college game opposed to the high school game, getting stronger, getting ready for the weight room, just getting ready for the work ethic as a collegiate athlete and just trying to push yourself to find time to get on that course. So, Coach, uh, what is what is basically your coaching philosophy that, that you any player that comes to play for your program, what do you basically uh, say to those those ladies? I say we're looking for uh, high character, you know, winners on the court and off the court in the classroom, um, you know, people that's going to be committed to community. You know, we love to get back. We love to get out and be active in the community. Um, those that can be great teammates. You know, we do a lot of things as family and camaraderie. Um, we do a lot of things with love. You know, everything we do is going to start and end with, you know, student athlete well-being and student athletes experience at college, you know, but as a staff, we're going to work extremely hard. We're going to push you. We're going to hold you accountable. Um, we're going to physically get out there and show you how we want things done so we can hold you accountable. Not that, you know, we just told you what to do. We're going to show you how to get out there and defend, um, show you the angles on the court, show you how to, you know, uh, your defense assignment. We're going to show you a lot of film so you can be prepared and give you the practice plan. So I'm one of those coaches that's a teacher, and then I'm going to hold you responsible because I got out there and showed you how to do it. But, you know, as far as a style of play, we're going to defend. We're always going to attack every game defensively uh, with matchups and, you know, size, and we're going to try to control tempo. We're going to press. We're going to speed you up. You know, offensively, we want to play fast. You know, we want to get up the court. We want to get to the free throw line. We want to get to the basket right away. We want to penetrate and kick. I don't want to give too many of my secrets up over here. I have some coaches watching. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we, we led the league in scoring this year. We led the league in scoring um, with 71 or 72 points a game, but we were third in points allowed right at 55 points. So that was pretty good stats. And like I said, we took pride in defense this year. And, you know, a lot of our offense is going to come from defense. So um, we're going to get after it. It starts with bringing in the right piece. A lot of coaches want to play a certain way. And that's how I was for my first couple of years. I wanted to play up-tempo. I wanted to play fast. I want to play athletic. But we didn't have those pieces on the team, you know. So you can play like that all you want. But if you don't have the right talent and the right fit for your system that you want to play, then you're going to struggle, you know. So my first few years, I had to play a little bit more slow and methodical and, you know, get the ball inside until we start getting the pieces that we actually wanted, more athletic, more mobile. Now we can speed things up. And, you know, play more of a four-out-one-in style of play that, you know, it's fun. It's fun, energetic. You know, it's going to be entertaining to the crowd. And student-athletes love to play in it. And two more little questions, Coach, before I let you go. Mm -hmm. uh, one, how speak to the young kids about that just say, yeah, they got to go play D1, D1, D1. There's nothing wrong with going to a Division two school. And, and secondly, social media with these young kids good and bad well i mean who who doesn't want to play division one i'm gonna be honest you know I, i'm a product of you know going division one transferring to division two you know that's what they see on you know, if i got a chance to play on espn um against don staley at south carolina who's not going to want to do that but you got to go 
where you're a fit, you know, and where you're a need. You know, I went to Division One, and I was promised, you know, I'm going to learn from, you know, we had seven seniors. You're going to learn from the starting point guard, and you're next up as a sophomore. And, you know, I went back as a sophomore, and it wasn't exactly that. You know, and I felt that where I'm coming from, I was, you know, highly recruited out of high school, and I was on a, a state championship team. I'm a competitor. I want to play. I want to win. So I wanted to transfer and be a part of winning and, and, and playing, you know, not sitting the bench. So, um, yes, you want to go Division One, but if you have a, a program that's telling you you can come and play right away, and one thing I don't do, I don't, I don't promise playing time. Everything is earned. And so when I recruit, I don't say you're going to come in and you're going to start for me. You know, if you come in and you do what you're supposed to do as far as working hard, going to class, keeping your grades up, and you have an opportunity to be successful here. But, you know, we've had some very high-profile high student-athletes that actually turned down Division One schools to come play for myself and, and Link University. You know, it's all about how you position yourself, how you sell yourself, how you sell your, uh, your university. And it's, like I said, it's about that college experience. You know, so if I'm going to go somewhere and sit for two years before I get on the court as a junior, and I can go play for Coach Mosley and Link University and possibly play right away as a freshman, you know, I want to go somewhere I can play right away and enjoy myself and have a good time and, and a collegiate experience. You know, you can't have these four years back. That's what I tell my student athletes all the time. You know, college was the best years of my life. You don't get these four years back. So I want to make sure I'm showing them a good time and make sure they enjoy their four-year experience and make sure they're coming back to be part of the program and, and be a patron of the university and, and the women's basketball program. Oh, but and touch, touch on, on that media. social media. Social media is huge. Um, social media is going to follow you, you know, and I tell, um, you know, my, we, we talk about everything as a program. It's about perception, about hygiene, about just, you know, how you show up to class, sitting up front. And so we always touch on, you know, social media that once you put something out there, that screenshot can be deadly. You know, so if you tweet something or you have a video and now you got video record out now, once you go to Google search, the last thing you posted is the first thing that pops up. And so we try to, you know, a lot of them try to block me, you know, from seeing their wall, their, their timeline, and because they know I'm going to call them out because they might, uh, you know, post a lyric or, you know, a video of something. I say, take it down. Take it down. You don't need that up there. And so they try to block me from seeing their, their screen so the coach don't got to be on. But you know, we're big on it. And for recruits, you know, that's what we do as a staff. You know, we get a lead on something or we – we, we like what we see going to uh, see you play. We go to your Twitter. We go to your Instagram. And we go into your pictures and see what you're posting. You know, I had a young lady I recruited a couple of years ago that uh, had a great relationship with her, 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 uh, her coaches. And I had a great relationship with her. And as soon as I went to her social media, it was just like, hmm, you know, I don't know about this. You know, so I, I was recruiting her. And I said, you know, I like everything about you. But, you know, your social media, you know, this is, this is keeping me from pulling the plug on you right now. And so if you honestly serious about playing at the next level, then I need you to make that change. And I'll check back in with you next week. And so she was like, coach, that's crazy. This is the first person that ever cared about me as an individual in my social media. And she said, so I really appreciate that. I got some division one offers, but you know, I appreciate you talking to me as a human being and caring about my future and what I put out there. And so, I said, well, I, I'll see how things go in a week or so. And so um, I went back on the young lady's page, cleaned everything up. 
I was like, wow, you know, she must be serious, you know, about getting into school and, and trying to be the person in her family to graduate. So I, I ended up giving this young lady a chance. So sometimes you're going to take a risk and, and chance on student athletes because I believe in trying to help. You know, I'm from Chester, PA, where a lot of killings and, you know, opportunities aren't there for you. you know? so if I can extend an offer or opportunity for someone to be successful, also while holding you accountable, then that's, that's the biggest uh, trophy for me is just saying I'll be successful graduating and walking across that state. So if you want to see coach get emotional, go ahead and graduate and be the first in your family uh, to graduate. And that's my trophy right there. But I love helping young people, love leading by example, and just sharing my story of how I made it through the ranks. You know, this coaching business is not easy. You know, government come in and inspiring coaches. So it started with me sleeping on the floor. You know, it started with me sleeping on the mattress, getting picked up. You know, by my boss every day, no car, no salary, doing it for the $2,000 stipend, you know, before I got my full-time opportunity. So it's possible. You got to put the work in. You got to grind. And you just got to stay loyal to, you know, people that's giving you an opportunity. And you just got to stay loyal to the grind in the business. And, you know, hard work is definitely going to pay off. All right. Lincoln University women basketball head coach, Darrell Mosley. Thank you for coming on the network, coach. I really appreciate this, Ron. Thanks again, man. All right, coach.